Welcome to the show where three friends rate, debate, and investigate the films you'll love to see and hate to see. This is You'll Love to See It. Rihanna hit her SOS, as they might say. All right, we are we are back in action. Uh, we got. She was not the only girl in the world at that point. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of only girl in the world, now that you said that, I saw a mashup today on TikTok. Um, I guess this guy does like DJ mashups. It was <laughs> only girl in the world mashed up with Earth, Wind, and Fire's um, September, and it was honestly amazing. Like apparently they harm. Oh, like, the, the harmonies are very. Or I don't even know what I'm saying. Like I'm a musician. And I'm not even. You know, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, those a, fake, are good. I'm a fake I musician. Those. Um, but it was it was it was kind of fire. I won't lie. But yeah, that's a good introduction. In Annette, apparently Rihanna pulled out of the movie. Originally, Rihanna was going to be in it, and <laughs> she was going to be Ooh. in a scene. Oh, I, I thought, no, I thought, like, I was wondering, who the she was, I was like, I was like, who is she going to play? Like, I was, she's going to play herself and she was going to perform a duet with the baby Annette and get upstaged by the baby Annette. And that was her role. <laughs> and then she, she pulled out, she, she, she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't do That's it. That's amazing. That is honestly amazing. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Well, um, I think that's a perfect intro for our final virtual episode well we shouldn't say this because there is a chance we're coming to a live theater near you no well i mean (laughs) i not i don't want to tell the audience anything um but we don't know if the three of us are going to be able to be a hundred percent together um in the fall unless some decision has been made by caleb that i'm aware of in the words of shrek from the movie Shrek Forever After. I'm back. <laughs> so this, um, you are going to be... Uh, We're going to be back together. The, the crew is going to be back together, back in our right. humble abode um, in the uh, KSBC uh, broadcasting room. And uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to actually see movies together, guys. I wonder what the first movie we're going to see together is. Oh, it's probably um, Shrek. It's probably Candyman. Candyman. It's Candyman. It's going to be Candyman. The year of the everlasting storm. But we <laughs> we we can see Shrek too, like like first night. Well, I want to see Shrek too. High key. You know, mirror. Oh yeah, mirror. No mirrors, but yeah, yeah. Zach, we're going to see mirror, and you're coming. Or right, am I? Mm-hmm. We yeah. got a verbal commitment on on All record right. now. I mean. Are we doing a podcast episode on it? I guess we'll save that for later discussion. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? I, also, you know, hey, I listen. Yes, you know, I, and. I, I'm surprised you guys survived without me. It seems you actually, you didn't just survive. You thrived, some would say. Um, I mean, when it's. Stop it, you. In some regard. When it's the best movie of the past five years. Wow, I know that. I also got to listen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I was, it's the only five-star movie I've given for a movie that came out since 2016. Other I, than I, Twin I Peaks. I did hear that. I did hear that. Twin Peaks doesn't count. Um, 
but <laughs> I agree. I like the little, the little section you left for me near the end. And um, well, my favorite part about it was it might have been like two minutes long, maybe a little less. I don't know. Um, and about 30 seconds through the silence, Eric goes, whoa. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was adding like, effect. Consider me just... the announcer. And then Eric's baby Annette is just a baby. Send off. Eric is just an interrupter. I think the only part you guys really need me for is the beginnings and the endings. Because the middle you guys had down. But the the beginning and ending, look, needs a little work, boys. All right. And we miss a huge opportunity to begin with. So may we start. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And and yeah. And now you had complete freedom. Literally shameful that I've seen this movie three times and I don't remember the end credits, the ending, the post credits. How many times you've seen it? Three times. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of times. I, I said I was gonna like see it's like now, it's like now it's end or something like that. Now this is the end or something like that. Shit. I said I was gonna see the Green Knight several times and then, and then I got sick, so I did not end up doing that. So hopefully, uh, Annette. I won't for round four. For round four. You and I are gonna go watch it in the, five, six, or what? seven. I'm gonna hold I, a daily screening in Libus and play from Amazon Prime just, <laughs> just to just to show the world. <laughs> Caleb, will you be in, in attendance for those Libus meetings? Uh, you and me both, Zach, together, <laughs> together, inseparable. <laughs> because if I'm there, I mean, you will be there. <laughs> the premiere performance of Eric's performance of Annette. How about that? Well. Unfortunately, Eric, not to burst your bubble, this week's film is not Annette. Um, although possibly in the future you may consider creating your own podcast called Annette, and then <laughs> every, every an episode every, on every second. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like an advanced, advanced film class where you spend one second on a you spend an entire every frame. episode on a frame, and then. <laughs> For the rest of your life. Every how, how many, frame a painting. If you had to take a wild guess, how many frames do you think are in that movie? I mean, 24 uh, frames a second, right? Yeah. 138 okay. minutes times 60 times seconds times 24 20. frames. Uh, off the top of my head, I'd say 198,720, give or take. If that's actually... <laughs> here's the thing. I kind of want to check that to see if he's just screwing with us, if he's, like, wrong. Um... Because I, I don't know if he actually like could do if if you can do that mental math in your head that quick that's honestly pretty impressive I have to say that's why I'm a STEM major. <laughs> Are you? Does the M is the M in science, STEM Stanford? technology, <laughs> engineering, and media studies? Welcome. We're the new STEM majors. We're the future, <laughs> <laughs> forming the better uh, world. All right. Well, this movie or this week's movie. As I should say, is not Annette. In fact, it is Coda, uh, the new film that premiered at Sundance and was is on Apple TV. When how when did this movie come out on Apple TV? The it's a few months old, right? Like, like this week. Oh, oh, it's okay. Okay, I was wondering because I thought I it premiered saw... at Sundance. If, yeah, Never so mind. people yeah, saw yeah. it at Sundance. I saw it at Sundance. But we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> you know what's funny is I heard such different things. We're going to get into the film in a second, but I heard such different things about it because I know if I'm and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, it it did very well in terms of awards at Sundance, right? It swept. 
pretty much. It swept. It won, well, it won. It won jury prize and the audience award. For some reason, several several reviews I I, I ended up reading talked about how it, they it, there was they had a few disappointing viewings. I, I'm not entirely sure if they were talking about this movie or maybe they were just saying other viewings were disappointing. It's the most but, expensive Sundance acquisition ever. Like I, I did margin. see that. It's it's a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Um, Twenty five mil, right? It's more than six, for sure. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I also wonder. And do you know? Is, is this like this is an Apple TV exclusive, right? It sure does. Hmm, that it interesting. Is. Well, this week is Coda, uh, directed by Sean uh, Hader. I think it is. Is it? Does anyone? Know, I, I'm so bad with names. I don't, I don't know, know if it's Sean or Sean. It is Sean. I did. I did. Did I did my research? Ooh, little prep for okay. the podcast. I did my research. Um, I I have to, I won't lie. I spent about 20 minutes looking at the. I think it's IPA, not the beer. The um. The like translation or the you spend more than twenty minutes looking at, <laughs> <laughs> and then in, and then I found like a, a, a an article and they say in parentheses Sean. So um, speaking of which, didn't know that she um, wrote Orange New Black or not not wrote. Did she direct episodes or I, I I'm blanking. Either way, um, Coda is a film about a child of death parents um as coda stands for child of death adults uh and her name is ruby and she's the only hearing person in her entire family and basically in this what i would say coming of age film um she essentially has to choose between her passion for music and uh helping her family with the fishing business so yeah let's i mean I think a good place to start with this is, first of all, fun fact. I didn't know this. You two are way more well-versed in the media world than my wee brain is as a newbie. And that is my fun fact that I learned of the day is, did you know that the youngest actress to ever win Best Actress is also the only deaf person to win Best Actress? And that is Marley Matlin, who is in this movie. I did not know that. Um, apparently, she is like the most famous deaf actress um, in the United States. Um, maybe the world. I'm not sure. Um, but didn't know she was also the just the youngest, period, to win Best Actress. So kind of cool. She was 21. Um, so, you know, let's start by talking a little bit about just the family because obviously they're the centerpiece of this um amelia jones by the way has a great voice i'm assuming she did all of her own singing i don't know that for certain um but i am a sucker for good singing and honestly any movie that has choir in it is a is a good movie in my book well, hey, I, I saw because I, I saw that Eric was uh, said the thing about the audition, you know, the audition scene, and you were like, "I like a good audition scene." So, I like a good, I like good choir, Greek chorus, the theme. Good Greek chorus. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the family. I mean, what do you guys think of the of of the actors and kind of the job they did portraying this family? 
Um, I mean, I think I think they're great, and I mean, I think clearly part of that is because they actually cast deaf actors in this movie. Like, um, I don't think I've seen too many movies with deaf actors in them, but there is something very a lot more natural and emotive about it. And I, I like when the trailer for this movie dropped, I talked about it with um, Brittany, one of our friends who is a Coda herself. And she said she could tell like immediately that these are actually deaf actors and actresses. And I, I think that makes a huge, like a world of difference in terms of detail, emotion, personality, all around. I mean, I don't feel like you can replicate what they were able to do if they, you know, with non-deaf actors. I mean, the fact... I mean, I mean, we'll get into kind of, I mean, I, I felt this movie was very moving personally. Um, but another fun fact, I'm full of fun facts tonight, guys. Full That's of fun. fun facts. I was bored for 20 minutes and I just started reading. Uh, maybe I should do this more often. Um, but the film's based off of a French film. Um, and in the French Hold film, they did, they did not use deaf actors. Uh, in fact, they also did not subtitle the sign language, which is interesting. The only way hmm. they were able to have expression was through uh, the coda. Um, Ooh. So you, I don't, unless you were fluent in sign language, from my understanding, the French version of the film, you weren't able to understand what the people who were deaf were saying. So, yeah, That's I don't know. That's a terrible choice. Jesus yeah, I, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the, the name for the for the um, the film. It's French, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is it, it's very very. I think the word that I would use in ninety percent of this film, like if if this film was a pie, ninety percent of the pie authentic. is authentic. How did you know I was bang? I what do, do my think, research Caleb? What too, do you think Zach. about about the family? Uh, well, I think Eric pretty much summed it up. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was first introduced <laughs> to Marley Madeline watching West Wing, um, where she has an interpreter, but also uh, speaks, uh, speaks sometimes, sometimes, uh, and I thought that here the complete lack of speech was extra powerful. Um, I don't know. There's something about just being in, in complete silence that drives home, you know, li living under those circumstances and, and makes it emotional. And of course, when, when the dad uh, lets out some words at the end, that that's a nice payoff too. But um yeah, I really liked that choice because I think it would have been very easy to dramatize speech and very more convenient than watching sign language, but they chose to go the more authentic route uh, with uh, complete silence, which I thought was nice. I mean, it's well, a warm, it's warm too. Like, like, it's not like without speech that it's like a cold place, but it's like, their sign language and their acting, it's funny. Their family dynamic feels real, it's cute. They're, they're real characters and each with their own personalities, you know? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100%. And I think 
um, you know, obviously one of the bigger, I guess, points of conflict in the film, you know, hate it or love it is, you know, uh, the daughter, uh, Ruby, uh, her passion for singing is inherently in conflict, you know, with the family being deaf and, you know, um, it, I think it's very easy to make it could it could have been that that was the main point but it, it wasn't ever completely the main point you know what I'm saying like yeah I don't I didn't feel as though it was like completely you know this entire movie and you know I want to I think I believe this was something Brittany talked about in her review which I, I wish we we could have had her on actually it would have been interesting to hear her perspective and um you know I know she had some uh, some issues with the film um coming from the perspective of, you know, being a child of deaf adults. Um, and, but, I, but I, I just thought everything was handled, in my opinion, very well and, and nothing felt unnatural or, you know, there wasn't, didn't have to be a big substitute or dramatization because of the lack of speech. It, it honestly didn't even feel like something was missing, you know, it feels like something more was gained, like the 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 physical chemistry that they all had, the physical emotion they all had was honestly so much more impactful than had it just been. I, I don't know. You know I'm not going to say this movie would be worse if they weren't deaf. Like that's that you know doesn't make any sense. But I just I think this movie like, might not yeah, exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? There's just something. I do. Maybe maybe it's just because I personally, and maybe there's not many movies featuring a lot of deaf characters, seeing these people who just be themselves and interact is just it's very powerful stuff. Um, and there's some scenes that wow, you know, really, really hit hard. Um, which is if you know me by now, one of my the biggest things I look for, which maybe mean that I'm easy to like manipulate you know you gotta get a good tear out of me I'll like your movie but you know I'm a simple man with simple pleasures <laughs> just shedding a tear while watching a film I do want to talk um you know this this film is an indie film a, a coming of age film a you know the word that I used and 99% of the internet used formulaic does it bother you does it take you out i want to start by just saying that i feel as if i don't care too much i recognize a lot of the of the formula and you know was was anything ever completely unexpected or out of left field no but I think sometimes, and feel free to criticize this because I, I would love you to, sometimes I feel like we can get really bogged down with trying to see how a film is a certain way, like how it is, ah, it follows this formula, therefore it's a cop-out or it's, it's therefore it can't be a good, good movie. Where in my head, that doesn't weigh as much because I still feel true emotion and feel 
true connection to these characters and to the film, even with that formula. I mean, Caleb, what do you think? You know, I kind of, you know, you don't have to necessarily respond to what I said, but I'm just curious where this maybe I will debate. Do it. I mean, do it. <laughs> I might shed a tear for you though, if you like, if you you know make me cry. So uh you asked, did it take me out at times? Yes. Um as as happens with the formula when when you're being fed something you're so familiar with it's only natural to to stop eating and say i remember this like when you're eating ice cream for mint chocolate chip for the 13th meal in a row you take a spoonful and you say this feels really familiar, even if you can't remember exactly what what it's regarding until you remember your previous meal was also mint chocolate chip ice cream. But regardless of the fact that you know you're taken out sometimes, uh, I agree what's more important is that emotional connection. And as long as you know, the emotional response is greater than uh, what you lose by being taken out of some moments, then, yeah, it's all right. It's, you know, it, it's going to hold you back from the objective perfection, which who cares? Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's always about feeling. And as long as you're able to get some of that, then keep eating ice cream. Yeah, I mean, I want I want to hear Eric's opinion on this too. But I think I, I agree with you, and I think I think sometimes though, I think sometimes life is for, formulaic. You know, sometimes sometimes in life we know how the days are going to go, or we know how life is going to go. Endless suffering. <laughs> and. <laughs> I, I think yes. Is there is it is it playing it safe by following a traditional route and hitting very traditional points with maybe traditional characters such as maybe the choir teacher, who was probably the least fleshed out character, maybe the most two dimensional. I saw some say sitcommy character. Yes, see those are byproducts of following following the same formula. But life is a formula sometimes. And I think I think we 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 know it works. We love a feel-good story. Sometimes you want to see someone who's young realize their potential and find what they love. And as much as that's formula, is it not something we almost all do all the time? Like what I want with you is it? I think I think <laughs> especially being a musician, I I read someone say something about this. It was like it might come off cheesy, but the way a lot of us found our love of art tends to be kind of cheesy. There's no glorious story to it. So, but I'm I'm kind of I'm I might be, you know, going off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, but I think my point still stands. Eric, what do you think? I mean, take you out a lot, you know. No, I mean, were you sick of I don't, the chocolate chip ice cream for the 13th? Time? I don't care about the formula per se, as long as it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. And the chocolate chip is good flavor. Hey, hey, to be fair, if yeah, you had it, if you had it, that's that's my point. 
that's my point. If you had to eat the same flavor, better it be mint chocolate chip 13 yeah. times than, exactly. you know, Rocky Road or... Okay, well, we don't need to um, hit on Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Rocky Sorry. Road has its oh. merits. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just I, say I you're scared it. of mini marshmallows <laughs> and move on. I'm scared of mini I mean, marshmallows and ice cream. <laughs> actually, no, I'm with honestly Rocky Road slander approved. I, I don't oh. think Rocky Road's very good. I but... thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh it's got nuts in there, healthy. A healthy alternative. Killer. I can get I can get Deadly? nuts and, I can get so nuts enough another way if I want to eat nuts. Like don't need it in my ice cream. Right, but it's if you want frozen nuts, How would you like that's to the die most convenient way <laughs> i'm assuming you wouldn't be eating rocky road eric if you're allergic to nuts <laughs> like <laughs> it's called getting tricked and poisoned okay well we're not talking we're not advocating <laughs> for you to trick your allergic friends into this, e- eating nuts the metaphor is going away from coda <laughs> okay <laughs> okay coda 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 i mean i think coda is also i mean i like that it's like, <laughs> I think it fully embraced the formula, which I which yeah. I like, sort Doesn't of enjoy. Like, me. I don't think it ever tries to say it's not doing the formula to the point where, like, come on, when when the choir teachers like, you guys have all watched Glee, <laughs> like, or like you guys have all watched too much Glee, like, like they know what they're doing, like yeah. they know it's like crazy, like, and it does get the same tone sometimes, be like crazy, like ridiculous, like good energy, optimistic, cheesy, like all those things. Um, but it works mainly because the acting, I think, as we talked about, a, a lot of the character details, the character details, the character choices, like, um, I really thought it was really powerful how they framed, um, like, what's pretty much just another um, daughter's leaving to college and needs to leave her family story as not just the family like learning to understand her passion but also her needing to at some level like understand that her family doesn't rely on her i thought that the fact that they also brought it back that there was something that she needed to like reflect on about herself about what she perceived as her family's codependence i thought that was very powerful and i i also i i love the thing i think i think she has a great voice like chills chills at every song I mean, absolutely. And to give one last hit on the ice cream metaphor, if this is mint chocolate chip ice cream, it, it is it is homemade mint chocolate chip Guys, with dark chocolate and fresh mint. I had quinoa flavored ice cream the other day and it was uh, the best ice cream I've ever had. It was disgusting. so good. I thought you were going to send her mint chocolate chip. Quinoa ice cream sounds Mint chocolate like chip is just fine. Quinoa ice cream... <laughs> sounds like what's the worst movie you can think of because that is what would match uh, just in the heights <laughs> <laughs> i knew he was gonna say it i gave him the opportunity too a little bit um look the, the the movie the movie is full of so much heart that i, I you don't really care too much about the the formula you know it, it, it works. Also, can I just shout out my guy, Kevin Chapman, from uh, appearing from in Person of Interest? <laughs> from Person Yo, of Interest. I haven't seen in him in years. I saw him, I saw him when he came on screen. I'm like, is that Kevin Chapman? From... <laughs> Yo, that's <laughs> I know. Detective um, Fusco. 
Detective Fusco. Shout out to all of our person of interest fans out there. If you know, you know. Um, look, I mean, the characters were very well done. Minus maybe the choir teacher. I, I didn't hate the choir teacher. It's just the choir teacher is... I mean, do you guys feel very sitcom Very, you know... I like the choir teacher. I think he's fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know... I, don't have too much gripe, you know? I'm not someone... I, I think you've learned by now. I'm a guy, when it comes to films, where it's like, something has to be very outrageous for me to be like, no, like, done, out. I I checked out, you know? So, I mean, it's just... There are just scenes that are so, so special. And, you know, I kind of want to highlight a few. Um, first of all, can we talk about how... Um, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays the kid, who I'm now <laughs> never gonna find. Um, uh, Miles is the kid's name, the boyfriend love interest. Um, why does he look like a young Zach Braff? Uh, because he really does. I'm just saying that. Um, he, he trying to remember what Zach Braff looks like. Scrubs, not Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs. What am I saying? Yes. You don't know what he looks like? Look him up. He looks like him. Oh my god, um, his name way, is JD and he's <laughs> his name is JD on a show called Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Scrubs? I love that. No, I've never Oh, Scrubs is good. Scrubs is good. I like it. Um but uh first of all, I can, you guys you guys remember the you guys remember when they went to the lake and um he said he was like afraid of that like 10 foot drop off kid's a wuss dude 10 feet Yo, it was yeah, not even. Wasn't, it, wasn't it 40 feet the, fir- the second one was the first one he got to it he was like no 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 he's like no no and then i was like i looked at it. they showed a, a big shot i was like okay maybe this is like a giant cliff it's like 10 feet like <laughs> it's like 10 feet boy come on no the um, guy can be scared of heights let him be scared of no, heights no come on come on 10 eric feet, is scared dude. of in the heights <laughs> i mean i'm scared, scared of, of both um <laughs> the mother daughter <laughs> scene <laughs> the mother the mother daughter scene in the room um when she brings the dress is one i i, I wrote down because I, I thought that was very powerful um really enjoyed it when she's telling her the story of wishing she was deaf um only because she thought they would never connect like just like it's just another example of you know there's only half less there's almost no dialogue in that scene in terms of speech and yet it still carries the punch very well. Um, and then, you know, the choir scene with the parents, um, and feel free to jump in at any point if you guys have stuff to say. Um, the choir scene, you know, I don't know if you thought it was too gimmicky when um, the when the the audio completely turned off. Babble, parents, more flashbacks. <laughs> with, the, with the parents. <laughs> You know, but the, the scene in general of them looking around, you know, at the people's faces, again, like, it, they're playing, my heart is like a little harp, right? And each of these scenes are plucking a little string until all the strings have been played. And, you know, the, the final one, the final string was the daughter singing Ruby when she was singing to her dad in the back of the truck at night. I mean, I got to be honest, guys waterworks the absolute waterworks um and and then that's the funny thing is like there's nothing inherently like the, if you took that the the scene the script and you read it you're like ah you know it's like nothing sad no sad content there 
but the way that they're interacting the way that they're holding each other and i mean it's just gosh i mean that was my favorite scene and then i mean i, I think the last 20 minutes plus are full of kind of tear jerk moments which yes you can argue are gonna happen in formulaic coming of age films but you know what i i don't necessarily think it's true that they're always gonna have that same punch now i'm easy i never i, I never tried to say differently did did caleb shed a tear i don't know caleb's like a robot you know i don't really see him shed too many tears but um i wish i could <laughs> I mean, your your background is. <laughs> you only. only I mean, Shrek. hey, when I, hey, if we watch Shrek, that's the really, astral projection. The yeah, you'll you'll see a different side of me. We're watching Shrek. Um, I don't know what do, what do you guys what do you guys got to say? Yeah, there were some really uh, beautiful scenes. Um, of course, yeah, the one that sticks out is singing to her dad, which, yeah, does, didn't have to be so emotional on the page. You take out even more context, it's just, it's just an older dude touching a younger <laughs> girl's neck, right? But, <laughs> but you know, in the place in the movie and with the execution, it, it, it definitely hits. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a very nice scene. Yeah, I agree. I mean, on the page, it probably just looks ridiculously cheesy. Same with that mm. final audition. It probably looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, I mean, because it is ridiculous, but but I, I, I believe the emotions of it. I, 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 will say, I will push back a little on the, like, the actual choir performance scene. That's one of the scenes that sort of got my, is this BS? Like, mm. detectors going off? Like, is this just them trying, like, the hearing like director producer trying to like oh no trying to pause it and like place what they think the experience is or i don't, I don't know I, I i mean i don't know for sure what went on behind the scenes in that scene but i do at least hope that the deaf actors got to have some input on how that went like but as i was watching that that's that's one of the only moments in the movie where i went oh like this sort of rings false or like not rings false but i don't know if this rings true yeah, I think that was I, I think that was an inevitable moment. You knew, you know, they were gonna cut the sound at one point to try and give you that POV. But what I did like about that um was how oh, they were looking around, engaging everybody's reactions around them to like inform their experience. That seemed to me like yeah. an authentic detail, whether the the overall edit was uh I agree. Was as true uh well yeah and it's something that you know i definitely wouldn't have thought of uh thought thought to do it seems it's a, it's a really obvious choice to just have them transfixed on their daughter obviously especially when they can't hear you would think they would just be you know locked in on her but th that that was a really nice detail and i think the movie's filled with those little details that feel so true and that's what elevates this beyond your standard formula i think you know this gets us into the topic of just kind of how does this film fully represent the experience 
maybe not of necessarily being deaf, but of living with a deaf family, being a coda. Um, and, you know, I, I, none of us can speak to it, um, obviously, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said. Um, and I would love to hear more from people who are in that position and can, can give insight to accurate, you know, accuracy and somewhat like how things were handled. Um, you know, I don't feel like at any, at any point was it ever disrespectful um, to, to deaf people. But again, I will say that I am no person to kind of be policing that or looking at it and from that aspect. You know, I know one issue that I know people kind of had was somewhat towards the ending, which is that the families, you know, um, suddenly kind of relying now on like hearing like the, the way the ending happened with her leaving and then like, like, oh, now they're fully integrated, like kind of, um, I know there were some issues with that. I don't even know if I can fully elaborate on necessarily the reasoning behind it. I think it's just one of those things that, I don't know, you know, I, I guess it's, I, I express the same thing as Eric, where it's like, I would hope that the director took a lot of input from deaf actors um, or, you know, you know, representation uh, while, while making this film. And, you know, that's all we can, that's all we can hope for. And otherwise, you know, I'm not necessarily in a position to be criticizing it for, you know, uh, that and I, I mean, I maybe I maybe you guys feel differently um, about that, but you know, I, I I didn't feel like at any point was there anything super distasteful or anything that I felt was distasteful. Um, I, I thought it was, I mean, if anything, you know, I think it made me just more not aware. Aware sounds like I I didn't know or deaf, but just like more thoughtful, you know, more in touch with with a very different life and and you know what it is being a part of a family when you're you know when you're the only one who can hear and stuff like that i don't know i think it's i think it's very interesting and you know i don't know yeah that's, that's all i have to say about that you know not, not, I feel like I'm trying to walk on eggshells here, but it's not that I'm like trying to. It's just that like, you know, I think it's interesting and I, I think it was a very emotional, impactful movie. So that part definitely got across, you know, I definitely, it is clear, you know, and there's some lines in the film that I know, um, you know, kind of talk about the disconnect too between her and, her parents, you know, the mom seen in the bedroom with, you know, saying, I wish you were deaf. Um, or even just the one line kind of way earlier on, it's like something like, if, if we were blind, would you paint something like that? So, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think either way, um, I, I really, really did enjoy this. I really did enjoy this film. I don't know. Do you guys have anything to add there? Did I, I, I don't know if. Uh, speaking of lines, Zach, did you have a favorite line from this movie? A favorite line? Mm-hmm. Oh no! You act, this seems like a question where I was supposed to have a favorite line. Um, 
God, favorite line. I don't I don't know. Why? Do you? No, I thought I just thought you might have a favorite line. That's all. So because I did my due diligence for this? No, no. Just oh. And now I'm curious. I'm curious <laughs> why, why, why did you think I have a favorite line? I thought your favorite line was gonna be um when Ruby asks, you know, why she can't play music at the dinner table, but her brother can oh. use Tinder. And then <laughs> mom says it's because something we can all do together as a family. <laughs> Tinder is for the family. That's the whitest thing I've ever seen on screen. That is one of the whitest things I've ever seen on screen. The other I line did. that I think of from that t- is the like God made farts smell for, for deaf people or something along the lines of that. Oh yeah. The deaf people so could bad. enjoy them too. So the deaf, deaf people could enjoy them too. Um, <laughs> I love the dad. The, the dad character was, was, I really did enjoy him. I feel like he, <laughs> he stole a lot of moments and um, you know, and this just brings to the relationships between all the characters, you know, there's the, you know, the daughter and the mom, the daughter and the dad, the daughter and the brother, the brother and the parents, the two parents, you know, that very, <laughs> that scene where they're having sex and, um, <laughs> you know, they come out and the, the very, the, the, <laughs> the condom putting on um, sign language or, re- you know, yeah, God, that scene was, it was something to watch. I really loved the, um, the put, like, put an art, when he starts doing the put an army helmet on it, like, that was, that was gold. Um, also, damn, what a, Miles, what a dick for telling that story to people. I guess one person, but still, man. Wow. What a dick. He could have put it on Yik Yak. That would have been worse. <laughs> Here's the thing with that, though. She, he's the only one that knows. Like, <laughs> honestly, he might, he may as well have have put it on Yik Yak. You know, but this is this is the question we really need to dive into. An episode, just what would every film be like if they had Yik Yak in their universe? You know, Yik Yak. Yuck yucks. Yik Yak sponsor us. Hey, we'll take it. Hey, we'll take any sponsorship right now. <laughs> we'll take only anything. nice things though we're only, we're nice only gonna things. say night we're only gonna post nice things <laughs> yeah. no i mean oh god now you just you took me away from my thought what, what the heck was i saying um talking about yik yak oh i was talking about that scene yeah there was there was a lot of funny <laughs> funny moments honestly there was a lot more than i thought there would be just in terms of like uh, i don't know it, it was it was funny i really liked the relationships just between all of them like i thought that part seemed very authentic. Like, I never once questioned the chemistry between the family, you know, and questioned their relationship, which I feel like it can be easy to do in a movie that's so focused on their relationships, you know? So, you know, I, overall, I mean, like, I guess there's just themes in this movie that, that clicked for me, you know? Um, I, I gave this movie a very high rating. I won't even lie. I did. Um, maybe a, initially a little too high. Um, it, oh. it, it, it was brought down a peg. Um, but I am not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it because I think at the core of it, this is my point earlier, stories, films are stories and stories are about emotion and how you connect with them. And Not if you're Laos Karaks. Even, <laughs> even if... No, even, I was just about to say that. <laughs> even if they are formulaic 
sometimes you just connect with something. And I think for me, as much as I can say nothing about the experience of, you know, being a part of a deaf family, I can speak about, you know, I can relate to her as an artist or as a teenager. And I think that is so much powerful when you can kind of in, you relate to a character in one way and then get access to her life in another, in a whole different way. And so, you know, the themes of, you know, even just, you know, her love of art was obviously a very area of, of music. Um, and of course there's an in inherent, like what like I said earlier, inherent conflict with that between, you know, her and and her parents being and her family being deaf but even just kind of this idea of like choosing a path in life like you choose to stay in the nest you choose to kind of stay Outside somewhere where you know <laughs> where you know you're kind of needed but also you kind of feel safe there or do you take a chance and i don't know i i think that's there's 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 so much more that make this film both formulaic but also so interesting at the same time because it doesn't it, it's not boring formulaic it, it definitely adds a new level to it so there is a universal quality so it for sure. can be enjoyed sure. by people not directly represented so let me ask you guys you know if you was is there any negatives any anything you'd have to say like what is your biggest turnoff for this movie just like not for me or like not this whatever in you know I made no sense but um not enough ogres mm. but otherwise that's right uh otherwise you know it wasn't it wasn't anything that was like super offensive to me that would hold this back from being one of my favorites i think it's just it's just sometimes it is what it is it so. is what it is yeah and it was a nice experience and a good movie and that's all right it's it's all right to just watch something to to feel good and uplifted it can be enough eric yeah pretty much the exact same no no Took major the words right out of my mouth no Let's major go. negative that's i mean that's crazy i don't think that's a first time where it's like you know i think i think at the end of this you know, it, it's because, you know, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but in both of your mouths, but like, it's a formula that works. And if, you know, it excels on it, um, or excels on it, expands on it. And at the end of the day, it either just is your movie or it isn't, you know, or it's I mean, in the I think it's the sort of thing where it's like, the formula makes it such that this is a movie that knows what it wants to be, and just does it very well. And like your leeway with the movie depends on your how you feel about the formula almost well if you know me you know i'm a sucker for indie films um why because my life is an indie movie that's that's <laughs> it <laughs> that's not it that's not it but yeah well coda coda um if you haven't seen it you can see it uh on apple tv it is definitely worth a watch um what do we got to look forward to you know I, I i know i missed last episode which i'm happy to be back um happy to have been back uh 
but come back now for our next you know we're gonna have a little hiatus as we all move in move back into an unknown college that we have <laughs> never mentioned before um i think it's called kimona college um as we move back into uh that place Powell lolly kimona oh yeah <laughs> i think it might be um, what what's coming up? What films we got to look forward to? Eric, you, you got any on the plate that you're like really dying to see? I know we have um, <laughs> what besides Annette. If you mention Annette, I'm ending this video right now. Um, Days, <laughs> um, a pitch a pong section of the Year of the Everlasting Storm, a pitch a pong's memoria. What else? We got Candyman coming out Candyman, I think, I believe that will be our next episode um, with a special guest. Special yes. guest, Kendall Packman. Um, eventual famous TV director and writer. Um, they will be on the podcast in what, two weeks? And it'll be our best episode yet. It'll be fun. I'm excited. You know, um, unofficial, official horror expert, um, Kendall Packman. So... What else am I? Yeah, I'm really excited for there's a new PTA coming out this year. There is. There is. I'm excited for the French Dispatch, Tatan. There's a new Terrence Davies coming out this year. That's good. Dune's coming out third week of October, I think. Or maybe y'all better get ready for that because have you seen the Dune drama lately? My no, I haven't. I just know my boy's directing it. Your boy's upset. Yeah, your boy My boy's is upset. upset. What he, what happened? Yeah, your boy's been starting some Twitter drama. <laughs> oh no, dude! Of course he is. Just like a good film, bro. What 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 is he doing? What's he doing now? Um, he tweeted a couple days ago, or like it came out a couple days ago that he was very upset that it was coming out on HBO Max as oh, well I as mean, theaters. I would be upset too, I guess. And yeah. then it started another one of the. Our director's elitist Twitter wars. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, if any director would embrace being called elitist, um, you'd think it would be him. I don't know him well. I don't know his like persona well enough. I don't know like, his persona. Like if it were well Nolan, I'd be like, yeah, that's like or Tarantino. No, like, yeah, like, Nolan and Tarantino like, know they're just they're, pretentious. Like, yeah, they know. They it. know. I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. Once Dune becomes the most successful film of twenty twenty one. Um, which it will. I be. don't know about that one. It will be Ooh, book market yeah. right now. No box numbers. I know it was a while ago, box but you can't forget numbers. about the dig. Book market, <laughs> shut your mouth. Book market. I'm telling you right now, Dune will be the highest grossing movie of 2021. We'll come back to this discussion in like 10 years. Um, and yeah, Zach, can I? Can, in can 10 we, years, can we make Dune a wager? Still hasn't been made. A wager. <laughs> I'll wager you that Dune is not the highest. <laughs> when, um, I would actually, I would bet so much money. Oh, shit. guys, I'm, I'm, I just have to tell you, this is the highest. Dune is the highest expectation I've gone into a film since I saw. God, I don't even know. It, it's the highest expectation I think I've ever gone into a movie. Same if I am, if I am let down, <laughs> I will shut your mouth. If, if I am let down, I will never forgive him. I, he'll no longer be my favorite director. Um, oh, which he's absolutely not, anyways, right now. But still, um, I will. I won't. I'll never forgive him. You just gotta um, watch one of his movies to temper your expectations. <laughs> like, you, you choose any Eric, of them, like no, <laughs> Eric, stop. His movies are good. No, like I before Annette, I watched 
Koraxis section of Tokyo, and I hated it. I gave it two stars, <laughs> and I think that was fundamental for my journey. Eric's I think it was pivotal. Therapy for going into good movies <laughs> is lower your expectations by watching a shitty one. Um, it's I, like I, if you really want to enjoy your mint chocolate chip ice cream first, eat you eat some. Rocky Road. <laughs> you eat Rocky Road first, and then you eat the mint chocolate chip. <sighs> <ice cream. laughs> We're gonna be. You're gonna say quinoa. Were you gonna? Were you gonna <laughs> I, talk I, shit I, about quinoa? He should, yeah. Or sorbet. Sorbet's okay. gross, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. No, sorbet's good. No, sorbet's so I'm much a, better than. I'm lactose bread. intolerant, and I won't even eat sorbet. It's disgusting, dude. It's just sugar. It's just pure Does sugar. Sorbet have lactose. It's no sorbet. No, it's sorbet lactose. is dairy free. It's, yeah, it's just sure. pure sugar. Eat it. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm lactose free, and I still won't eat it. Well. Are you elitist like Geneva <laughs> yeah, Lanou? I, I am. I am. I am. I, I'm just saying, guys, I will be in tears coming out of that theater if Dune is not is not good. Um, and I will come and on wait. the podcast and I will give it half a star. And You're going to be the guy in my <laughs> background. I'm going to come out like Caleb did from Joker and you guys are going to be like, does he like it? Does he hate it? What is, you know, like you won't know. You won't know at all. I almost tried to do that for Annette and Titan. <laughs> you walked out. I was like, for out, two days, I'll be, I'll be silent. Did you walk out doing the like, like the day? <laughs> like, no, I, what I did was I walked out and bought tickets for the next day. Damn. that's If I walk out and buy 10 <laughs> more tickets for Dune, then you know it was good, obviously. That or I want to like prevent others from feeling my pain and, and seeing it. either or. Um, it works for me. We got a big slight voice. Are you, Edgar Wright, the Are you guys ready brothers? for what, what I guess is, got? at this point, the second. You know, our seasons are, make no sense to me. So we'll just call this the continuation of season four. Um, you love to see it. Which we said was going to be the greatest season yet. And now we're about to be back in person, you know, smelling our each other's fumes. like Tickling each other on air. <laughs> we are going to be back, baby. And uh, I am I am thankful for it. I am thankful for it. We get to do our special episodes again. You know, we get to do our end of the year episode. We get to oh, do yeah. all those things until we inevitably get sent home again. Um, get to do the episode where we then, where we talk trash about Dune. It's always I, been one yeah, of my favorites. TBD, <laughs> TBD. We don't know yet. We don't know. We'll never know until that day comes. Until that faithful October. Um, then we'll know. The sad thing is, we're probably going to end up seeing it very close to my birthday. So it'll be the shittiest birthday present I ever get if it's terrible. So yeah, I agree. I will. Those damn Canadians. Right. Yeah. Well, either way, at least Coda was not a bad uh, send off or a bad Eric. A bad. Coda. 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 for our time in the virtual world next time we see you we will be together once again thanks for listening and we will see you next time